On this edition of the Next Phase with Steve Key podcast, Whitby MP Ryan Turnbull. He was elected as a member of parliament for our riding here in Whitby in the, uh, in the last election in October 2019. And uh, since then, he's, he's sitting on a lot of, of standing committees, one on procedure and house affairs, and one on human resources, skills, social development, and the status of persons with disabilities. Now, uh, he's also taken on you know, other leadership roles with various causes and issues, uh, very visible around our Whitby uh, area. An experienced social entrepreneur with a proven track record of community service. So I'd like to welcome you to the podcast today, Ryan. Uh, thanks, Steve. Thanks for having me. Thanks for inviting me. And thanks for doing this great show. Oh, well, thank you. So, yeah. you know, I'm fascinated by people who go into public service. And I, and I commend you for that. What sparked the interest in politics? Well, there's, uh, I guess, uh, to be honest, I, I mean, my work in, through my consulting firm that I built over about 12 years, uh, we did a lot of a lot of work on issues that matter to people in communities, everything from children's nutrition to seniors home care to, um, you know, protecting our environment, uh, many, many other issues. We worked in so many. And one thing that ran throughout my entire career is just the uh, over and over again, it seems the communities, when organizing, you know, their work towards making progress on an issue that mattered to people, they always ran across policy as one of the key tools that either inhibited progress or enabled progress. And so for me, um, it was sort of natural that after many years of doing deep work on things like poverty reduction and homelessness and housing issues, and, and you name it, uh, many issues, um, that uh, policy just kept coming up over and over and over again as being one of the, the things that really enabled progress. Uh, and I'm a very progressive person. I want to see us tackle the issues of our time and uh, really felt that my, my work and my awareness of where policy needed to change grew and grew and grew uh, to, the, to the extent that I couldn't ignore that anymore. And so I jumped into federal politics um, in the last uh, election in 2019, and uh, mainly because I saw things that were being done by the government in power, the Liberal Party, in this case, uh, that that were really good consultative processes and strategies were developed, and I really wanted to see those things followed through with. So uh, sort of multiple uh, reasons. Uh, my family uh, you know, my dad was a homicide detective and an inspector for Peel Regional Police uh, and then became a member of the National Parole Board. I have many of my family members that were in public service. So I, I think I kind of come from a bit of a public service background. Mm. Do you ever have a you know, the job of a politician is is pretty all consuming. Do you ever have off days where you can just be Ryan Turnbull family man? Um, occasionally, but it's few and far between, I must say, uh, I, I wish I had more of them to be honest. Um, but, uh, because I have a young daughter who's, uh, whose life and development and her self-esteem and all of the things that, uh, that, you know, are part of her growth and development are so important to me. Uh, I have a mother that's in long-term care who's suffered from six strokes and, uh, you know, I love being around my family. I'm a family man. 
Uh, I know politicians sometimes say that to sound good, but I actually really do appreciate love and want to spend a lot of time with my family. So it's few and far between. It's precious moments that I get to spend. But uh, I had a barbecue with some family members uh, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, celebrating some of the birthdays in July that we have in our family. And it had been a long time since I'd seen a lot of my family. So um, that was a moment that that I will uh, cherish uh, for probably quite some time before it happens again. But but not just the fact that you're busy, but we've been embroiled in this pandemic. It's had an impact on all of us. And, you know, as a as a politician, how has that really changed your work? Because I'm sure in 2019, when you were elected, you had one slate of things you had to do, and the government has really had to work full blast ahead on on uh, on helping uh, Canadians and help us manage through this pandemic. Yeah, I mean, I, like for people that uh, that you know uh, have been in politics, they say you know it's tripled or quadrupled the sort of workload. Um, there's been some positives to it because we were home more. Uh, we've been operating virtually. I'm on one of the standing committees that helped to work through how to change all of the rules about how the House of Commons operates so that we could actually get legislation passed during a pandemic and do it virtually without spreading uh, the coronavirus around, which we all recognized from the beginning that politicians would make great vectors for disease. They travel across the country regularly, go throughout their community, and you know you can just imagine how how well they would spread a disease um, like this. Um, you know, it's really changed our work, I would say, really dramatically. Um, you know, there's something called Zoom fatigue. I, I can't tell you how many Zoom meetings I have in a day. I you know, have sometimes 12, 14, 15 meetings on Zoom in a day. Uh, and you get really fatigued, but in a different way. You're sitting more... Um, and I'm not complaining, you know, this is part of the work of uh, a politician, but it has impacted us. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, need out there, a lot of anxiety in the public, and rightfully so. We're living through a, a once in a hundred year uh, kind of crisis. Uh, and um, we sometimes say once in a century uh, kind of pandemic. And um, you know, it's it's there's been a lot of needs that the population has had and lots of uh, communications and demands for our service and help. I've said many times it's a great time to be in public service because there's been no better time where we, we are needed to serve. Uh, and I think that's been a privilege. At the same time, it's it's really can grind you down. It, there's a lot of a lot of emotional energy that I absorb from talking to people and listening to them. And, you know, I, I care about people. So I, I tend to take on some of the stress that they're experiencing, some of that anxiety, some of that fear, some of that anger when it's there. Um, and uh, so, you know, we're human too. Yeah, no. And, and I have to agree that you, you, you get wrapped up into this, um, you know, since I quasi retired at from full-time work at the end of 2020, I've, devoted a lot of time and energy to helping out in our community here in in Whitby and in Durham region. And I was uh, really pleased that uh, your office reached out to me uh, during one of your consultation 
sessions with with the uh, business owners, especially those in Brooklyn. Why is it important to to hear from these local businesses? Oh well, I mean, local businesses. You know, I was a an entrepreneur and a business owner, and and I actually gave advice to other small businesses. That was sort of what my consulting practice did, and so. Uh, to me, hearing from our small businesses is so important. I mean, one, because they make up the backbone of our economy. Number two, it's uh, I think small businesses were particularly vulnerable and hard hit by the pandemic. And it was really important to make sure that we remained responsive to their needs. Um, and, you know, like, I'll give you a couple of examples, but I fought for changes to the CERB the, the Canada Emergency Response Benefit so that um, it actually uh, would support people that were self-employed. Uh, we I also fought for changes to, and a complete redesign of the rent subsidy, the commercial rent subsidy, so that small businesses could access that. Uh, and same with the SIBA loans uh, that the federal government offered. All of these supports were, uh, I, I think, really helpful. We've heard a lot of good positive feedback, but in their initial launch, some of them were not designed well for really, really targeting and, and supporting small businesses. And particularly the micro, the self-employed individuals, the family-run businesses, uh, some of the folks that may compensate themselves through taking a draw from their company, for example, uh, you know, the sole proprietors where there's no difference between themselves and their, and their business. And there's a lot of businesses like that. There's a lot more people that operate that way and make their income that way. And um, some of our initial designs for some of the supports weren't uh, weren't targeting them and weren't, you know, they weren't accessible to those individuals. Uh, so we made quite a few changes. And it was based on people like you that gave us feedback. Uh, and there were lots of small businesses in Whitby. I'm really proud of our small business community here. Uh, the Chamber of Commerce is great. And yeah. uh you know, uh, so we've tried to, I've done everything I can, I think, you know, to hold, hold round tables and do consultations and ensure that we're uh, constantly listening to the challenges and the stresses that they're under. So, you know, you're completing, you know, a couple of years now, uh, yeah. as an MP, uh, have you, I, I, I gather you're going to run in the next election, whenever that will be, uh, is I certainly am, Steve. I certainly plan to uh, to if the people put their trust in me again to continue to serve the people of Whitby and, and do my very best to be their voice in Ottawa and to use my uh, I think my judgment about uh, issues related to national importance that that I can push forward on policy change that really I think matters to people in Whitby. I'm very passionate about policy change. Uh, but I'm also really, uh, I, I'm, I'm very much a constituency MP. So I really, my, my office and my team have worked really hard to support people on the ground here. Um, and we'll continue to do that as long as people feel I'm a good choice and they vote for me. And I mean, that's what it's all about at the end of the day. If, uh, if I win the next election, uh, I will certainly gratefully uh, and graciously serve the people of Whitby. It's a real privilege uh, to be in this role. And uh, I know we can't ever take it for granted, ever. It, you have to work hard every day. Absolutely. And uh, I just wanted to thank you for taking time out of your busy day to um, to speak with me today. 
continued good luck. And I don't think enough people say this to their politicians, but thank you for your service. I, uh, I appreciate the fact that uh, you're responsive and that you reach out in this community. I think it's, uh, it's, it's really important for not only a person who lives here, but a person who tries to work here as well. Yeah, I appreciate that a lot, Steve. And thanks for having me on your show. It's great, uh, great to have these conversations and uh, any anytime. Great. Well, that wraps another edition of the next phase with Steve Key podcast. Always looking for good stories, good storytellers. Drop me a line. I'll put my contact information uh, in the description. And everyone have a great day.